Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to the A to Z podcast. My name is Dustin, and I work with Dean Zierfoss to produce A to Z. Before this episode starts, I just want to mention that the series started on YouTube, and as such, some parts, mostly the housekeeping at the end of each episode, won't really make sense in the podcast format. So when you hear Dean Z say that you can leave your questions in the comments below, that's because originally this was a YouTube video. If you do have questions, we'd still love to hear them. Just email Dean Z at law.jd.admissions at umich.edu and put A to Z podcast in the subject line. If you enjoy the podcast and find it helpful, please let us know by subscribing and leaving a review. We'd love to hear your feedback. Thanks again for listening. And now, without further ado, is the A to Z podcast. It is Dean Z speaking to you from my favorite file reading chair here with yet another file review to discuss with you. Today's candidate is named Stevie. So as always, I would like to start with the resume. Okay, so here I see that this candidate is a student, or uh, I'm sorry, was a student, graduated in 2019, was a student at the University of Virginia, where she got her undergrad degree in philosophy with honors and also had a minor in science, tech, and society. I, this is a very tiny little critique, but uh, she says tech, and uh, I would have spelled that out as technology. And also she used a comma before an ampersand and I wouldn't do that either, even though I am a big lover of the uh, uh, serial comma. I don't think you need one in front of an ampersand. So yeah, this is the detail with which I am reading this because we are on camera. Honestly, I doubt I would have noticed either of those things in the course of an actual file review, but I want you to have all the info I have. She tells me that she wrote her honors thesis on uh, a philosophical framework for problematizing black American health disparities in quote, post-racial America. Uh, so she got, that sounds like a very interesting topic and she got honors in it. Uh, she also tells me that she was involved in the Japan Student Association on the executive board of that organization and that she was also in a uh, professional pre-law slash policy fraternity and she was on the executive board of that organization as well. Finally, she tells me that she transferred from Occidental College um, so that um, I'm always interested when people transfer and I hope she tells me a little bit about what was underlying that decision. Okay, now it next goes to work and volunteer experience and I can see that right now she is uh, teaching in Queens as a middle school teacher and also uh, doing uh, debate coaching. Um, I see that she, when she was at UVA, she worked in their law school's, one of their clinics, one of the law school's clinics there as a summer intern. Uh, that she was on the Cavalier Daily, where she was diversity, equity, and inclusion chair. Um, 
and that she was very active in debate, both at UVA and uh, previously as a, a coach for a college prep school. Let's see what else is jumping out at me here. She Now she has a new section called Research and Writing Experience where she talks again about her thesis. I, this is minor. She already put it underneath education. She doesn't need it in both places. Not a big deal. Um, also talks about that she was a research assistant in public health in undergrad and uh, that she was a research assistant at Oxy before she transferred. Uh, and she also goes into more depth here uh, in the extracurricular section about her undergraduate activities. Again, I would say pick one or the other, don't need them in both places. Finally, okay, we had, she, she tells me that she is fluent in Japanese and I will say that uh, I can tell from her last name that she is of Japanese descent. Uh, she also speaks Spanish at an intermediate le level and uh, Mandarin as a beginner. And then she has a hobbies section, which is, you know, I always love those. So she says her hobbies are eating and cooking Japanese food and pastas, breaking bread with my friends, diamond painting, which I don't know what that is, uh, listening to rap music. I'll just say like, that's fine if you have something that I don't know what it is. But think about that, like, I don't know, maybe everyone else in the world knows what diamond painting is, but I guess put some effort into thinking about whether it is something obscure that the reader is likely to know or not. So maybe you don't need to define everything for the lowest common denominator, which in this case is me, um, but think about whether or not you wanna leave something um, undefined. Uh, listening to rap music, reading books and articles that move me and running a 12 minute mile, um, I would say, I wouldn't put in reading books and articles that move me because that's just so general um, and it could mean anything. Uh, I love that she writes running a 12 minute mile because I think that's endearing by which I mean, you know, 12 minute mile is not very fast. So I think it is um, endearingly humble. I mean, if she wrote four minute mile, it'd be a different kind of vibe. You, you could specify both, but I, I like, you know, I get it, I'm getting an idea of her from the 12 minute mile specification. Okay, now I'm looking at her personal statement. And she uh, is explaining um, that her parents uh, chose a Japanese name for her, uh, which I guess now shows that her real name isn't Stevie. I hope that's not disappointing to all of you. Uh, but anyway, uh, her, her parents chose a Japanese name for her based on several characters and she sets out what those characters are and what they mean. Um, one of the characters means thoughtfulness and one of the characters means sweet smelling. And she says, well, I'm not sure being sweet smelling has much to do with being a successful lawyer, which I also think is uh, you know, funny. And it's the exact right level of funny for a personal statement. Uh, you, you don't wanna, you, you are not trying to uh, like actually when stand-up night, when you're writing your personal statement. But showing some humor is welcome, but it should just be kind of like a low-level, subtle kind of humor, not anything that is uh, capable of offending. Um, so, but then she goes on to say that the uh, characteristic of thoughtfulness actually does underlie uh, you know, why she think it is, why she is on her path to being a lawyer. Um, 
or rather it informs her path to being a, a first-generation Japanese-American attorney, in her words. Uh, thoughtfulness has informed why I must study law and how I hope to practice it. From there, she goes on to um, a very interesting, uh, sort of academic, a little bit academic-y in its focus. Like you could tell reading this that she was a philosophy major. Um, but it is also personal. It's like really, so sometimes an academic focus and personal statement is not beneficial to the writer because I don't get a sense of who they are as a human being. I'm only getting a sense of sort of the way their brain works in an academic fashion without really getting any sense of personality. She has managed to straddle both uh, very successfully and I am really loving this. Um, this essay. Um, and here she says, this, this is also something that is particularly interesting to me. She says, I am someone who best understands my identity through my relationships with and connections to others. Uh, only because I am my parents' only daughter, my friend's confidant, my boyfriend's cheerleader, my student's nurturer, can I get out of bed every morning and not feel crushed by all the injustice in the world. So I really, at Michigan, uh, you know, we, we have part of the institutional identity is as a place where the students you know work and play well with others that they are committed to having that kind of collegiality those kinds of relationships that kind of community um she's not explicitly referring to michigan in any way here but what she tells me about herself says to me this is someone who i think would do very well here would be someone who would enjoy what we have to offer and who would contribute uh to that um character of our institution. All right, so she sums up talking about her sense of urgency and conviction that she go to law school and, and why she feels it. Um, it's basically, you know, public interest motivation, you know, helping to right wrongs, but she's not doing it. Sometimes people can express that in, in a way that is trite um, or express it in a way that just sounds insincere. She sounds extremely sincere and she sounds humble um, in a way that I am really getting a great sense of her. Okay, her next uh, essay is one of our optional essays, specifically uh, the problems and possibilities of diversity. And she's talking about her first high school debate tournament in 2012. And she said from that, Tournament, she learned the invaluable lesson that it's significant for a first-generation Asian-American woman and a first-generation college student to show up in spaces that traditionally haven't included people like me. Her The debate began with a male opponent calling her a, quote, stupid girl. Uh, and she describes how she, her face turned red and hot and she felt embarrassed and alienated and, uh, you, know, how, you know, how distracting that was. And then before her next debate, her coach, who was also a white male, uh, approached her and talked about, you know, how, you know, there are going to be many boys participating in high school debate. Most people are going to be white. And um, that she should, uh, she could show them that she belonged here because she could belong here. So he gave her that kind of, affirmation, that kind of encouragement, and uh, 
she said, hearing those words from him struck me between my eyes, which is um, an interesting phrase. I don't, I don't know. I think it is, um, I don't think it is a common phrase, but I, I, I don't know. I find it powerful. Um, and she said she learned her identity, had power, and uh, she goes on to describe, you know, how she um, has carried out that lesson in other contexts, um, including this amazing story. Uh, when a lawyer I shadowed wrote me an email saying that I seem smart, but as a woman, I should remember I have a biological clock and should take motherhood seriously, I immediately cut ties um, and, and decided I would still show up to law school and win at practicing law one day. Um, it, and I, I just love this. There's just no way um, for people in general to get through life without some kind of experiences like this, you know, experiences that could, could knock you down or not. And so I love that she's remembered this and used it as inspiration for moving on as opposed to letting it defeat her or holding on to it in a bitter way. Um, she does not sound at all bitter. And um, so I'm loving that. Then finally, she has a little addendum here uh, that talks about her decision to transfer from Occidental to University of Virginia. And so I love this. So she says, as a senior, I opted to play it safe and stayed in California. I had a very positive, positive experience at Oxy, um, yada, yada, yada. Uh, but, you know, when some friends from high school started at new colleges at the beginning of sophomore year, I had a big what if moment. What if I hadn't played it safe and had left California for a big university? So she decides she will transfer. And, um, so that is, that is really great. It, it satisfies my curiosity, but also gives me one more glimpse of her that I find very um, positive, right? She, she, she's not in any way talking down her, her first school. She's, you know, has positive things to say to that, but she's also, you know, very interested in, in reaching out uh, and trying something new, which is something that I think is a very good characteristic and is something I'm, you know, looking for when I'm reading an application. Not everybody is going to have... Um, a way to show that to me, but when I see it, I like it. Okay, now let's turn to the law school report. Okay, her LSAT is a 169. That is our median. Um, she took it only one time, uh, and she has, I see from her undergrad GPA that she, she has a 3.78, and her, for her cumulative GPA, and her, uh, degree GPA from UVA is 3.76, which tells me like she basically got the same grades at Oxy and at UVA. So that it, that tells me, she, you know, she was competitive, uh, well-situated at both schools. If there's a big difference when you've transferred that in terms of maybe you got a higher GPA at the first school, or maybe you got a lower GPA at the first school, explaining that can be useful because if there's a big disparity, that is just going to raise questions that will be helpful to have answered. All right, next uh, we have her LSAT writing response. Uh, she constructs a perfectly sensible essay, which is sort of the level at which I'm looking for. All the words are strung together uh, correctly. I see no major grammatical errors. I will say she talks about two criteria as part of her um, 
essay. And then she says the first criteria instead of the first criterion. So I noticed that, but I don't really care. So just thought I'd point that out. Okay, now I'm looking at her um, undergrad transcripts. Um, everything, there's nothing noteworthy here. She seems to have gotten at her, at UVA, she's gotten a grand total of one B and that was in the philosophy of quantum mechanics. That seems like a pretty tough class. So I'm not concerned about that one B. Um, everything else is B plus A minus A. Uh, and now here's three semesters from Occidental. She did get one B minus in chemistry. Um, everything else A's, so very nice. Now I'm gonna move on to her letters of rec. Um, this first one is from a, a professor in at the uh, University of Virginia Philosophy Department. And I will be honest, this is not a good letter. Um, it is very brief and he is, does not appear to be a wild fan of Stevie. He, um, he says, after receiving an A+, a grade I rarely assign, she turned in a disappointing performance on the final course paper, B. Her contributions to class discussion were minimal and her attendance was spotty. Uh, when she was present and participated, she had insightful things to say. Uh, and then he says she will be a good law student, which is not exactly high praise, and that she is good at taking direction. So I would say here, this has me a little concerned. Right? That is not a great letter. And so now I'm thinking, well, this is very surprising. Um, everything I've seen up till now has made me think she's really bright and she got an honors thesis, like, what's the deal? Uh, so now I'm a little worried. Let's go on to the next letter of rec. This is from a professor of philosophy at Occidental. And it turns out to be a wild rave review. Um, it says she's exceptionally mature. Um, she she was able to write and read at a level sufficient to genuinely contribute to the research project uh, that she worked on for me. This is incredibly rare and it, sh it shows how exceptional she is as a student. Um, yada, yada, yada. Uh, when she transferred, she kept in touch with me and it's been a pleasure to watch her grow into her own. And then this professor details things about Stevie and her activities that are borne out in um, her resume and so forth. Like clearly this professor knows her very well and is, is a big fan. So now I'm thinking, well, that makes me wonder about the first professor. Let's go to another professor and see. Okay, so now we have another professor from University of Virginia's philosophy department. So this person maybe can break the tie. And um, this is a pretty long letter uh, writing in strong support, very smart, very thoughtful, very passionate. Um, she will thrive in even the very best law schools. Uh, so this person is a big fan too. Um, it talks about her thesis, her honors thesis. The thesis is clearly written. The argument is compelling. Uh, I was even more impressed by her performance during the 90 minute oral thesis defense. She showed a thorough knowledge of the issues. Blah, blah, blah. 
Um, so what do I make of this? I conclude that that first professor is kind of a jerk. Um, and I actually am inclined to hold the negativity against him as opposed to against the candidate. However, this all works out for this candidate because she had two such amazing additional letters and also academics. So it's not like one was a fa uh, an employer um, that was positive, but the faculty member was weak, which made me think, well, maybe she really is good at working, but maybe not so great in the classroom. Like, it, you know, she managed to have letters that just completely um, wipes away any concern I would have from that first letter. But this is a great lesson for those of you who are watching, which is be very careful about who you ask to write your letters. Um, I guess there is some possibility that I should be questioning Stevie's judgment. Like how did she, how was she unaware that this professor uh, was so unenthused about her? Um, I don't know. I am, I am suspicious about uh, this guy. I think, you know, maybe he is just a thoroughgoing jerk. Um, but it is something you've got to be careful about. And it is rare that it, uh, honestly, it is extremely rare to see a level letter with that level of negativity. And so I don't think you need to be panicking about this if you're picking your letter writers, but you should be thinking. And, and that's why I always recommend that people ask, can you write me a, um, a strong letter And that, and then listen to what the response is. And if the response is, um, less than fully enthusiastic, move on to someone else. I mean, this candidate would have been better, I think, with just the two letters without having that, that third one at all. Um, that letter did not help her at all. So um, then the final thing I just want to note about this candidate is, and I think I mentioned this earlier because of something she wrote in her essay, she is first gen. Her parents, um, one parent is a customer service rep and the other parent is a small business owner and neither graduated from college. Um, hard to know if that might involve some socioeconomic disadvantage. Neither of those uh, jobs sound like they are, you know, creating of great wealth, but you know, it, it's hard to know. So, um, but being first gen is definitely a, a, an area that, you know, we are interested in uh, having more people with that background in the classroom for the diversity of thought that that rec uh, represents. So I like that. So on the whole, I am gonna give an enthusiastic offer of admission uh, to Stevie uh, and feel very comfortable in doing so. So thank you for watching today. I hope this was useful. Uh, if you are interested in having me do a file read of your application and you've applied in a past year and aren't applying in this year, I would love to do that. Just send us an email at law.jd.admissions at umich.edu and put blog in the subject line. Uh, I guess that's all I got. So let's wind it up with wherever you go, go blue.